As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. How's it going, guys? D here. FTL Nerd Talk. Um, Shaza's not in right now. She's sick. She had a couple of complications in the hospital. She wanted me to tell her one to thank you for all the well wishes that she received on Twitter. If you guys want to send more well wishes to her, it's a blur check on Twitter. She's doing better. She just she's very tired from the medication she's been taking, so she won't be in this week. But it is still going to be me right now <clears throat> doing this. Let's see, <laughs> let's see how I can do by myself solo because it's been a while. Um, not much been going on this week for me, so for being busy, got a new job, different job. Um, kids are sick, all that busy kind of stuff. But um, let's just get right into it with uh, with movies. Alright, there's this movie called uh, Guns Akimbo with Daniel Radcliffe. The premise that I saw from the trailer is these random people are being taken. And they're being put into this, this, this competition where they have to stay alive because people are trying to kill them. And the way it sounds like right now, it sounds like I'm talking about a comedy. Uh, oh, an action horror Type flick was actually a full-on comedy movie. It's pretty much <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's character is watching these things happen, these random people being taken and put into these competitions, and finally he gets taken and he has pistols literally stapled to his hands. And again, there it reminds me of Shoot 'em Up, the Clive Owen movie, where uh just wacky, lots of shooting, a lot of stuff that happens for no reason. In watching this trailer and reading the description of it, I get the same kind of vibe from this movie. It's just a lot of randomness, a lot of silliness, lots of that really doesn't seem to make any sense, but it's there, and that's what I felt when I saw this trailer. And this movie comes out on the 28th of February. The, the next movie I want to talk about and a lot of people are talking about this already. It's Invisible Man. It's um, Elizabeth Moss from A Handmaid's Tale. She has this movie coming out. 
based off I'm guessing the book Invisible Man and if you guys read the Invisible Man book you know that the Invisible Man is a really disgusting character like he's uh he goes invisible he's stuck being invisible and he does some devious things while he is invisible and usually that's like the perspective you saw from the book is from like the Invisible Man perspective and like the crazy ridiculous crap that he did while he was invisible but from this perspective it's from Elizabeth Moss's point of view where <clears throat> she's a victim of the invisible man the invisible man is doing what he's doing but you see all the point of views from hers and it's talked about a lot online from what I saw on Twitter and Facebook but I'm not sure if they're going to do good in the box office like uh, I know it's not a superhero film so it won't be millions and millions of dollars but I hope it at least makes over past like 20 million at least past 18 million I don't have the budget for it in front of me right now but I wouldn't mind seeing a movie like this get a lot of traction get a lot of people talking about it simply because of what it is and like the point of view they're telling it from uh the next thing I want to talk about is TV show that's all I have for movies like I'm I was cutting it pretty slim this week because <laughs> I know the last few episodes last almost two hours because we talked about just TV shows and movies rapid fire back to back to back but um, Ultra Carbon is coming out uh, or is out if you listen to this podcast it's already out it comes out February 27th on Netflix of course um, if you watch the first season of Ultra Carbon it's it's a futuristic story that has a lot of political elements inside of it, but it's mostly about this who did it mystery story. It um I forget the lead actor's name inside the show, but it pretty much it's pretty much his story about how he was a part of this resistance group back two hundred years ago, and you get your consciousness put into a different body. That body's called a sleeve, and they just get bounced around from body to body and the political part is about how some people see these bodies as a good thing some people see it as a bad thing as like it's a front to religion and the mystery murder part to it is one of the, the most richest and well renowned persons in that world is killed at least one of his bodies is and no one knows who did it so they get this guy who's in this resistance to find out who did this to to figure out what's going on and bringing this person back kind of like causes more problems than like you know than was already there in the first place alright between between us the show's convoluted a lot of the story doesn't make any sense a lot of it's all over the place the random characters that pop up you don't really care about at least I didn't care about them and it seemed like it's going nowhere like it's setting up to a second season but the second season doesn't make you want to watch it because it's kind of annoying the entire time it took me at least three months to get to like the knife episode and it was hard getting that far by myself and I still haven't finished it I got one episode left and a new season comes out today Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Because so far, I'm not happy. Um, the next show is going to be... I am not okay with this. Um, if you have Netflix, you've already seen the trailer for it. It's pretty much about this youth adolescence who... 
has her life turning upside down. Like her father's dead. Um, her mother is seemed detached. She's going through the motion with her and her friends, and things are just not going to where she wants them to. So, it's just a lot of stuff that's happening to her at one time, and it's hard for her to get a grip on everything. But it seems like she may have telekinetic powers. If you guys are hearing this coup in the background, it's my kid. And it's a it's a it seems like a different kind of show. Something that takes place, I think, in the eighties or late seventies. And I'm really interested in seeing where it goes from there. Like, uh, you see the telekinetic power, you know her parents are dead, her best friend is dating a, a very popular athlete, and you don't know where it's going to go from there. And I keep thinking about I Kill Giants, the comic book that came out a couple of years ago and turned into a movie. And it feels like that, but but a little bit deeper. Because it's, maybe because it's a TV series is why it feels deeper. But I'm really interested in watching this. It came out February 22nd, also Netflix. And I'm really interested to see where it goes from here on that front. Um, on that note, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to put my kid to sleep. Hopefully in her bed so she can feel a little bit better. And we'll be right back. Hey guys, D here. And if you want more FTO content, check out our YouTube channel or check out our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We always have new things different all the time. Check out, leave some comments, or just drop us some questions at flippingtablesover at gmail.com. Thanks, and have a good one. All right, how's it going, guys? Welcome back. Now let's talk about some comics. Um... Comics this week was very awesome because the deceased or deceased, it's um, pretty much Marvel DC's Marvel Zombies title. Um, it has a new series called the Unkillable Unkillables inside of it, and pretty much talking about all the villains throughout the DC's series. So every villain from Cheetah to Lex Luthor, it talks talks about all those guys and how they stayed alive throughout uh, the series of DCs. And if you don't know what DCs is, it's pretty much, like I said, for like, like Marvel zombies. So the whole DC universe or that universe of DC characters are being affected by this by this random disease. And they turn into like carnivorous, very crazed type people. And even some of the superheroes are being turned this way. And this series, Unkillables, is pretty much about all the supervillains who either survived or didn't survive throughout that whole ordeal and it got 100% on I think it was League of Comics and I haven't read it yet but it's definitely going to be one of those things I just say screw this I'm tired of like reading uh, all the DC stories Heroes in Crisis and all that I want to check this out just just to see what's going on inside of it um, I don't have any of the creators names in front of me right now for any of these titles so sorry about that but uh, yeah check it out uh, DC's Unkillables. It looks really good. It's very highly praised right now. And it just seems awesome. The next one's going to be the new Justice League comic book that came out this Wednesday. Uh, I don't even have the title name in front of it. I usually write these down, but I don't have it right now. The reason why I'm getting pumped about this is not only because the Justice League series has been pretty much on fire lately. It's actually the Justice League Dark series is what this is. The new, I think it was Justice League Dark issue number 20. Maybe 24. Like I said, I can't look it up right now. I don't have any of my stuff in front of me. The, the joys of not having a co-host is killing me right now. Um, 
is Animal Man. Animal Man is a part of this, and he's bringing back the rot. You know, if you guys read the New 52 stuff when it first came out, you know that the rot is the red. Just like Swamp Green is the green of the DC Universe when it comes to those, those magical positive and negative forces inside that world um, that has like a life of its own, unlike Zatanna and Dr. Fate and Raven and characters like that. The, the eco-balance is like the rot and the green. I think Poison Ivy even gets affected by the rot because she's a part of the green, but in a different way than Swamp Thing is. I could be just be talking on my ass with that part, but Animal Man is coming back and he has the ability to talk to animals. And he also like has a power that's similar to Vixens, which is like he can take on their powers and do, you know, abilities with those. And apparently he's coming back in Justice League Dark. And this is a mini series. Like um like a couple of issues, I think it's like three or four issues run for this series. So Animal Man's back and remember Wonder Woman is inside of Justice League Dark along with Man Bat and Detective Chimp and all those other characters. And I think Zatanna is also inside of it. It just, it looks really damn interesting. I'm really fun to see where this goes because it has to go somewhere interesting. Uh, and the next one is He-Man issue number four. And this, I picked this only because the cover looks pretty damn awesome. Uh, the synopsis is escaping me right now because again, I didn't write anything down for this. This is gonna be the funnest episode for you guys. So there's all that. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happens inside of it, but I saw the cover and said to myself, this looks pretty damn awesome, and I put it on the list. If you guys read it, let me know what you think. Um, I think He-Man is still a part of, it's either IDW or DC. I'm not sure anymore. I know they do a lot of crossovers with DC, but I'm not sure what company they're actually with right now. So, yeah, He-Man is number four. Justice League Dark with the Animal Man uh, appearance and... Disease Unkillables. There you go. And, alright. We could take a break, but it's just me right now. And the comic books didn't last as long as I thought it was going to. So let's just go off to the news. The Batsuit. Robert Pattinson in the Batsuit. There's been a lot of pictures, a lot of fan drawings, a lot of stuff out there about this. And a lot of people, a majority of people are getting upset about this costume. A lot of people, majority of another small majority are are liking it. Could be a big majority too, but it seems like half and half. People are there's some that are liking it, there's some that are disliking it, there's some that are talking about how the costume looks stupid, there's some that are quoting Nolan with the hockey pads. There's a lot of different stuff that's going on about this this costume, and I posted a picture all over different platforms: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It shows um, a drawing by, I think it was Got For Hood. I forget the artist's name. But he did, he did a, a, a pretty much a fan-made drawing of the costume, how it could look, considering just from what they've seen, the stunt double wearing, you know. And I like it. A lot of people are talking about the pants that they saw, like, looks ridiculous. A lot of people are talking about the hockey pads again. Some people are talking about uh, the bat logo, how it looks too small. My thinking is, this is a character that fights at night. This is a character who prides himself in wearing black. And you know, like, you know, we hear that Matt Reeves said the costume is going to be blue this time. This is a character who, if you see this drawing, it looks a lot like Captain America. 
like so I don't understand like why a lot of hate are coming towards this because his costume looks a lot like Captain America's costume. So like the hate is is just not making any sense to me when it comes to this. But I like the costume. I think it was good. I think it has remnants of Gaslight by Gotham. I think it has remnants of Arkham Knights, the video game. I think it has some some nods to like the the purple gloves Batman. I think like you see some of the, the Neil Adam type Batman inside of it too. Even Adam West Batman a little bit inside of this. And it's supposed to be apparently year two Batman. So like his second year out there being Batman, seeing Catwoman, hopefully Robin pops up at the end of this. I would love that. A young Robin. Like something that we can actually see that doesn't seem too too weird or, you know, doesn't throw a nod to those weird jokes you hear about Batman and Robin all the time. Because hopefully we see something out there that that tugs on our heartstrings, that has a good story to it. Something that's similar to what Matt Reeves did with that Planet of the Apes series. I'm, just, I'm excited. I'm excited for all this. I want to see it happen. I want to see how far it can go. Uh, DC's been kind of burning in on all cylinders. You got Wonder Woman 84 coming out pretty soon. You got a new Shazam movie. You got Black Lightning coming out. Not Black Lightning. Black Adam coming out soon. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey did not do what uh, DC wanted it to so far. I mean, there's still time to tell on that. But it, it still made money. Just didn't make back. <laughs> it made back the budget, but it didn't go to the 200000 mark, which is what they were hitting for. So there could possibly be a sequel for the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey series. But you got the Suicide Squad coming out pretty soon, too. You got uh, <sighs> The Flash is still being made. There is like still word that the Flash is going to be made into a film, and seeing that Arrowverse Flash crossover, it still gives you more hope for that to happen. Like it's there's a lot of a lot of pluses going on for DC right now, and I think the last movie from Marvel was was it Ant Man or Spider Man? What was the last Marvel movie? They're taking a break anyway, so it doesn't even matter because you know. Their end game just happened, and you can't keep on shelling out films when the fans are feeling certain ways about the characters. So you got to take a break, regardless. And then you got the Marvel Sony Universe, or uh, you know the the S the SMU coming out with Morbius, and then the Venom Two with uh, the Cassidy photo that we saw recently. Just just a lot of stuff happening, and I'm excited. More excited than I was when it was just like Disney Marvel making stuff because you guys don't laugh about Disney Marvel I'm going to keep on talking about that um Macaulay Culkin is going to be a part of the next American horror franchise or series this is different because he has a bankable name and he's been doing a lot more out of the box type acting since uh his Home Alone days even though like he's been an adult for a couple of you know years, decades or so, he's still been doing a lot of out-of-the-box kind of acting with the different stuff that he's been in since, like, you know, adolescence and whatnot has gone for him, but to do something this, uh, this strange, like American Horror, and to be a part of the entire season of a TV show, so we get to see Macaulay Culkin every week for 10 to 13 possible episodes, I think this is different. Like, different in a great way, but I think this is an opportunity for him to show what he can offer because he has not stopped acting this entire time. Of course, he's taking a break in hiatuses like most actors do, but he's uh, he's always been like wanting to be in front of the camera doing random different things and showing himself in random different lights. 
and to do something this bizarre as this series is I think we're gonna be in for a treat. If if anything else, we get a lot of cool memes out of this. So maybe people will start talking about it on Twitter and it become like an actual thing and we can see that more often. But I'm really pumped for this. I'm really excited to see how this goes. Because it's Macaulay Culkin. Like we grew up with that guy. I mean it's always fun. See like seeing like a character or an actor you see as a child and you grow up with that character or that child or that child star that become like an adult star. Not porn. Not sure why I said adult star. But become like, you know, a success in their adolescence or adulthood. And um, they have that keep going. Because, you know, uh, but I'm not a cheerleader. Uh, goodness, I can't think of her name right now. Mm. Not a cheerleader. She was in the, the Orange and New Black. She was also in the Russian Dolls. Damn it. Name is not coming to me right now. She's amazing, and I feel bad now. But uh, we followed her since that in uh, the slums of Beverly Hills. And we've just been following her career and her, and her youth to, to, like, now. Same with Regina King. Like, you know, you follow her from her early works, and now like, she's, like, this amazing Oscar-winner, Oscar-winning actor. And it's just... It's fun. Even, like... Uh, Doogie Hauser, Neil Patrick Harris, like you see his career start out and he just grows and now he's like doing lots of weird things. And I want to see that same thing for Culkin and any other, you know, child actor like uh, Zendaya doing her thing with Euphoria and I'm pretty sure you can do a lot more weird or cool things after that. So Euphoria, I couldn't watch too much of that show. That show really got me in my feels, man. <laughs> it was it was too much for me to handle. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our last thing. It was, um, it was the Lena Wave stuff, and I want to talk about that, like, like, particularly with Shaza, but pretty much how Lena Wave stole the TV show from Nina Lee. Uh, Nina Lee came up with this TV show a couple of years ago. It was called Girls Talk, I believe it was, and Lena Waithe pretty much gathered up that idea and she's producing it into a television show for herself. And there's not much pushback or blowback when it comes to that. I've also looked more to Lena Waithe after our last episode with Shaza and Lena Waithe has some skeletons that a lot of people are not bringing to the forefront. She's, uh... She says some degrading things to other women. She sometimes supports people who are derogatory towards others. Uh, just a lot of lists of stuff just so she can keep doing what she's doing. So perhaps like my praise for her was a little premature. So, yeah. Fuck. It's it's always a kick when you realize that you were wrong about something and you should probably like, you know, take back what you said and fix it. And this is what I'm doing right now. Lena Waif is not the best person in the world and me saying that I love her is uh was premature and misguided. So She's not the best. She's not the best. She can definitely do a lot better with the choices that she's making so far. But hey, I don't know her personally. I just know what I see. And you know, stuff is sometimes skewed. Like, I haven't talked about the Jesse Smollett thing, but uh, it's a slippery slope right there. Jeez. Like, I can't say too much because, like, on one hand, it looks like Jesse Smollett lied, but on the other hand, the Chicago PD is kind of horseshit. So, it's like, what the hell? Whatever. I guess we'll see what happens with that. Huh? Fuck. Um, 
that's all I have for all the news and all the comic book stuff. Um, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, D here. What are you doing? Are you watching TV shows? What TV shows are you watching? Let us know on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page. We'd love to talk about it. Talk about it on the show, talk about it on our new YouTube video channels. So let us know what you think, or whatever it is that you're watching. Thanks, and have a good one. Alright, we're back, and there is no video games today. I didn't have any video games to talk about, I didn't have any video games that I thought would be cool mentioning today, um, but there is something I want to talk about. There was this incident that happened, and goodness, I had the state, I had everything down. Uh, there's like a Brady or Brady law that happened. This six-year-old girl was pretty much put into handcuffs or zip ties put into the back of a squad car and taken to a psychiatric hospital. Six-year-old black girl, mind you. And it, it was hard to watch and horrific to go through, and it pissed me the fuck off just seeing it. And I told myself, like, this is only happening because this is only happening because the kid is black. It, it bothered me to no fucking end. Like, I still haven't watched the video, but I've heard the audio of this happening. Like, the kid's actually asking, like, am I going to jail? Am I being locked up? And she was held there for two days. Because she had a temper tantrum at school, and the, the cops were called on her. She was put into a zip tie, put in the back of the squad car. She asked questions if she was going to be locked up because, she, because of that reason. And her parents couldn't get a hold of her for two days because of this reason. And I, I don't put out ideas like, well, maybe because of this or maybe because of that. I don't make excuses for shit like that because, like, it alone is disgusting and I want to change the narrative of all that kind of shit. So, talking about, like, what could have happened, what may have happened, if you're going to lock up a six-year-old kid for throwing a temper tantrum, like, you shouldn't be working at a school. And, like, the school was four kids who have, like, ADHD, which is just like she does, who have, like, a cognitive uh, understanding just like she does you just it, it's, it's a it's a hard hit and it really it really pisses me off to no fucking end I feel like I, I feel like Shonda should be here talking about this right now because the words that she can put into this is a lot more severe than I possibly could because I will try to reserve myself when I'm talking about shit like this but this is this is fucked up beyond belief whether you think so or not it is the fact that someone will put a six-year-old kid into a psychiatric hospital because she was acting out in class and they thought that she was a danger to everyone else. A six-year-old child. What the fuck? Like, yeah. Just... Post this kind of stuff. Talk about it. Share it with your friends. Have conversations about it. If you say shit like, you know, you don't see race, this is just some kind of happenstance kind of shit, this is, this is me humoring it right now, which I hate doing it. Then, like, like, like I always say, you're part of the problem. If if you think, like, a situation could have been handled differently, like, that goes without saying. If you, if you really, like, just don't want to talk about it and just want to move on and like, you're going to stop this recording because, like, this is getting too much for you, then, like, you're also, again, part of the problem. Like, I can't just 
turn off shit that happens in my life. But that was my kid, because my kids are black. Then like what I just gotta just, just shut it off, just wait for it to clear itself over. Like blame my kid for like for acting out in class. Are you serious? And they think about like this Dwayne Wade shit. Like people ripping on this kid. I posted a comment about how Carly Cardi B is trying to go against her old ways and talking positive about transgender because in the past she didn't say nice things about transgender people and she's uh, defending Dwayne Wade's kid who's also transgender and talking about it in a positive light which was surprising to a lot of people and a lot of people telling her to stay in her lane because a child who's of that age thinking that they're or this is their words that they're a different gender is dangerous in their eyes my take is if you read the reports about children 6 10 12 and you tell them to stop stop being who they think they are it usually leads to suicide easily like leads to multiple deaths <clears throat> and not even just like from bullying of other people but from the fact like you're telling them not to be themselves and a lot of people are saying, a big big majority are saying this, that, well, Dwayne Wade shouldn't have been, shouldn't make this thing public. He, like, should have just kept this stuff to himself. And I think to myself, wait, wait, wait. So he shouldn't post pictures of his kids. He shouldn't talk about his kids in a positive light. He shouldn't say things about his children simply because it makes you feel uncomfortable. And it just makes me myself like, what the hell? Like, like how can you just say, hey, he shouldn't be talking about this because it makes me feel bad. Like, how, how can you say that? The child's a person. The child has feelings. The child, like, lives, breathes, and eats just like you do. Have wants and needs. And, like, just because you think a certain thing about this kid does not make, does not make it right or make you right because you think that way. And I get, like, how some jackasses say some stupid shit, like, uh, well, Trump does what he does, and you feel a certain way about that. And, like, this is me always playing devil's advocate or straddling the fence or however you want to put this. <clears throat> I see where you're coming from, but this isn't the same. This is a person's life that's on the line right now. This isn't, like, me talking about, like, bad policy about a person who want to put a kid into a cage or tell, like, an entire group of brown people that they can't come to this country simply because they think they could or could not be fucking terrorists. Like, this is much different than that. This is a person who's a kid, and they see themselves a certain way, and you tell them they can't do that because either your religion tells you otherwise, either society tells you, like, otherwise, or just simply because, like, you're just a hateful person. Like, this is this is much different than, than like, a person disliking a president because they're a cool person. It's much different than that. And when people throw that narrative out towards me, it just, it really just makes me wonder, it makes me think like what goes on through your head if like that's your argument for something that you think is wrong, essentially. It's a crazy world we live in. I wanted to change, I wanted to get better, I wanted to see people as human and look at people throughout their culture. Look at like Atlanta to Atlanta culture. Look at Chicago to Chicago culture. Or New York, California, Utah. Look at the culture of certain things. And <clears throat> look at the 
like different Indian country cultures. Look at different African country cultures. Look at uh, different European cultures, and just look at it as culture, not just race, because race is is dragging us down. It is, but like you can look at the culture, of what it is. That's why I think this is gonna be a weird thing to say because I haven't talked about. It. I'm trying to write write a memoir or like tidbits about how Atlanta black culture acts, how Atlanta Latinx culture acts, how uh, Atlanta Afro-Latinx culture acts. And the same for Chicago, New York, Delaware, Detroit, like Baltimore, like all the different places that have like the majority of people of color and like the, the diverse thereof inside that culture and how they interact with each other. And I get that some people have already written, written things about this, but I want to do this for myself just so I can get a better understanding and maybe like converse that to someone else who talks in the same language that I'm fucking talking. But you know, that's just that's just me. Uh, I think that's it for the show. Not long, maybe under forty minutes. I hope you liked it. Um, check out FTL Nerd Talk on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check it out on Vero if you have that. Uh, check out the podcast every single week. There's a couple episodes I want to do. I think I'm going, me personally, I think I'm going to do The Boys, the TV show The Boys, and finish that up after The Witcher is over. I think I have one more episode of The Witcher before I'm completely done with that series. I hope you guys have been liking that. A lot of people check into that. I'm very surprised how many of you guys actually listen to these episodes. Because it's pretty much just a guy watching an episode of Witcher. And, like, you're just watching a lot. <laughs> um, I still want to do the Hellboy movie and see the controversy behind that because people say it was awful. Uh, the new John Wick. The newest John Wick film. Watch that one as well. Everything that's on HBO film-wise, like Warner Brothers, pretty much. I want to I wanna watch and see what it's like. So There's a couple other ones on there that I want to see. I want to do a, um, an episode on and I hope you guys appreciate it so and that's it check out Shaza give her some love she, she'll be back as soon as possible hopefully fingers crossed next week because <laughs> she usually picks up where I slack because I'm really not as good at this as I like to think I am so <laughs> and she's a lot better at talking about details than I am because she's just awesome like that we miss her we miss you Shaza I hope you're listening to this this is FTL Nerd Talk you guys have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.